America's finest city. This is Real Talk San Diego on ESPN 1700. Good morning, San Diego, and thank you for tuning in to Real Talk San Diego. This show is presented, as always, by our loyal partners at Five Star Escrow and First American Title. I'm your host, Jason Cash, mortgage loan originator with One Trust Home Loans, NMLS number 990637. I've got some great guests in studio. I have the pleasure of having these two beautiful young ladies in the studio. I've got Vanessa Deusters, and she is a partner at the law offices of Borg and Deusters. Welcome, Vanessa. Good morning. And I've got Sarah Holder, owner of Reform Yoga and Fitness. Thanks for being here, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So we just came off of the holiday season. I had a good Christmas, um, but I had a very single guy Christmas, right? <laughs> I'm going to explain what that entails. So first of all, Christmas Eve, I met a couple buddies at a bar. We drank beer and watched football. Very single guy-esque, right? Um, I also, I did spend some time with family, though. I got to catch up and uh, met a cousin that I'd never met before. She's like under one, so meeting her was very cool and just catching up and telling stories. Um, but I did watch a lot of NBA and mm-hmm. I played golf and it was it was very single guy <laughs> and I'm cool with it. But I feel like I'm, I miss a little bit by not having, you know, more of a family and kids. So, I, you know, um, Sarah, I know that you've got a little girl. Tell me what Christmas is like when you're a parent and you've got a five year old and she's excited about Santa. What's the experience like? How is it different? She makes me feel like a kid again. I feel like she um, just keeps the magic alive, and no matter what's going on or how stressful it is, she brings that joy to my life and into my heart. That's awesome. <laughs> it's kind of cheesy, but it's true. <laughs> and, and how is it like watching her? Op- so a lot of my friends were posting pictures of their kids opening presents, and like their reaction was priceless. And I would imagine that all the shopping and all the things, to see that moment and to be able to capture it, Got to be pretty special. It is special. She, uh, everything she opened, she was so excited about. And we didn't do a ton of gifts. We tried to focus on, you know, the spirit of Christmas being about family and and love and other things other than just the presents. But uh, I think it made it almost more special because the the few gifts that she did get, she was really excited about. And she um, just is at that perfect age to feel that magic of Santa and all that stuff. So it was super fun. Uh, that is awesome. I, I think that's something that uh, that would be very cool to see. And I enjoyed all the pictures of my friends with their kids because I'm Uncle Cash. So, you know, and it's funny because a lot of those kids don't know that my first name is Jason. They just think my <laughs> name is Cash. So it's Uncle Cash. So I love seeing all those pictures. Uh, Vanessa, tell us about your holiday. Like, what you know, what did you do? Was it family? Was it friends? Yeah. So I'm Italian. So holidays are always over the top. Um, and Italians mostly celebrate Christmas Eve. So it's always the you know it's probably complete opposite of what you had. It's just like tons of family, tons of food. You know, you go comatose probably <laughs> by like seven, and that's right before the main course starts. Um, so completely opposite. But I still believe in Santa. There you I, go. I love Christmas. I have a fifteen-year-old brother, um, and even though he's older, um, 
the giving him gifts is probably the best part of Christmas. Just to see his face light up and how excited he is and thankful he is. That's that's my favorite part. Yeah. So I would imagine um, it's it's kind of loud in your family. You're very There's loud. A lot of stuff. Do you have any any cool stories like you know an aunt that just drinks a little too much and gets a little crazy <laughs> or just like any good Christmas traditions? What, any good Christmas stories for us? So I don't. Everybody drinks too much and eats too much on Christmas Eve. It's hard to keep track of you know who, who's having the most fun. Um, but one of my Christmas Eve was the most memorable because my sister and I decided that we would help my mom and try to whip out the dishes really quick after, I think it was a pasta course. And so we're both at the sink and we had tons of pasta left over. We look at each other and we're like, what do you think? Should we put it down the drain? Yeah, no, it'll be fine. <laughs> Turn on the garbage disposal. I think we put like three pounds of pasta down the drain. Oh, no. Worst Christmas Eve ever. The sink overflowed. <laughs> it got clogged up. We had to call the neighbor and the plumber on Christmas Eve. There was water everywhere. It was like, my mom's like, just leave the dishes for me next time. <laughs> and you were just trying to help. We were just trying to help. Oh, How old were you? Uh, oh, God, that's embarrassing. It was like three years ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all make mistakes. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> There's too much alcohol that day. It happens. It happens. Sarah, any good Christmas stories for us? Uh, well, I actually had a similar situation. Um <laughs> With doing the dishes with my sisters, uh, and we had all my mom's really nice china on a um, towel laying to dry, and one of us caught the corner. I'm not going to say who, but one of us <laughs> caught the corner of her. the towel, and all the dishes that we were so careful with, her, her fancy china, just all went oh, into the no. sink and just shattered. Oh. I don't think it was on Christmas, though. Sorry. All right. just, That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> so we've, we've had to... I actually have a, a disaster Christmas story as well. So I was probably, I don't know, eight or nine years old. And back then, I was a hu- I loved cars. And I'm so old that they actually had the wind-up cars where you kind of had to, like, wind them up, and then they would take <laughs> off by themselves. So we had hardwood floors, like actual hardwood. This was before laminate. And I was all excited. I'm in my PJs. I'm playing with my new car. And I'm just, like, scooting backwards really fast so that I could wind my car up. I catch a splinter right oh. in the butt. Oh, no. It hurt so bad. And Ouch. I was old enough to know that I didn't really want my mom pulling out the splinter out of my butt. <laughs> so it was like this conundrum of, I'm embarrassed, but this thing hurts. And it just went from being a really fun Christmas to it was no good. Is it I, still there? Yeah. 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 It's, it's why my butt's so big now. It's, it's kinda, oh, no. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Thanks for, for, for noticing. All right. The doctor on staff. So can you guys believe 2016 is almost over? Did no, that year no just way. fly? It did. Yeah. So for me, 2016 was a year of change. I think I look at I like to reflect and kind of figure out what what happened last year, what do I want to accomplish next year. And for me, 2016 was was definitely about change. Um, professionally, I changed companies, which was the best decision I made all year. Like Where I'm at now, they're so supportive. They want to see me grow. So that was a really, really good thing. Um, also, I got baptized again. So I was baptized mm-hmm. as a kid, but as an adult, I thought it was important now that I you know, have a, a, a different understanding and a better relationship with my religion to get baptized again. So once again, mm-hmm. really cool, good thing. But... Um, 2016 was also challenging, right? So mm-hmm. I, I'm single, you know, again, and that meant moving. So it was a, a new house, and um, you know, 
I lost my dad just before Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. 2016 for me was about change. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that we learn from it, but also just kind of know what it is. Vanessa, what did 2016 represent for you? 2016 was a, a very odd year. I feel like the year just went by in a blink of an eye. I can't believe we're already entering 2017. Mm-hmm. So I, I think for me, 2016 was very fast paced. Um, and I think it left me with a lot of things that I want to do in 2017. So um, I guess it kind of just set up what my goals will be in 2017, kind of gave me a better idea of, um, you know, you know, at least business wise, where to head towards and, and how to help people. And I think that's really important. Um, I actually started that a couple months ago. I went to my branch manager and I said, hey, I want to sit down and talk about 2017. And it was like two months before. Actually, it might have even been October. And he was like really like, oh, yeah. okay. Because yeah. um, I love this time of year because you can just reset. right? Exactly. And you can just say, all right, here's the plan and let's go forward. Um, Sarah, what is 2017? What, what are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? What's your... I, I'm looking forward to, well, 2016 was the same for me also. A lot of changes and, you know, some pretty challenge, uh, pretty challenging things going on. But um, 2017, I'm looking forward to the new business that we have with um, merging the two studios and also just personally just stepping into a different um, situation and just trying to make the most of my new life really it's it's a lot of change i mean that was put lightly really for me so but but i think it it, we we all kind of agree that it's a good time to reflect reset and Mm -hmm. have some very specific goals so for 2017 uh, i'm not a big new year's resolution person Um, instead what i like to do is kind of what's my focus and Mm -hmm. my focus for 2017 is allowing myself to be great Right. In in different areas of my life, I think I'm a really good loan officer and I think I help people. But how do I become great? I need to help more people and I need to continue doing what I'm doing just on a bigger level. So Mm -hmm. I'm investing in my business, Um, my personal fitness, which is one of the reasons Sarah's here. You know, I joined her studio this year and I'm a big fan. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later. But I'm have more of a. emphasis on my health. So I think I set a good foundation for from 2016, mm-hmm. but 2017 is taking it to the next level. Yeah. Um, it's about, for me, being a great friend. I think I'm a good friend to a lot of people. I want to be a great friend. I want to be someone that people go, Jason Cash, that is a solid dude. We love that guy. <laughs> and so people I, say that about you already. Oh, well, yeah, you, you, you probably should know that. that. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, just, so for me, it's about <laughs> allowing myself to be great because I think a lot of times we're our own worst enemy and and worst and, and hold ourselves back. So this yeah. year, it's about knowing that I'm worth it and I deserve to be great. Absolutely. All right. So with all that, <laughs> are there any specific resolutions that you have that you want to share? Start with you, Vanessa. You know, I don't know if there's any specific resolutions. I mean, there's there's so many things that I took away from 2016. And, um, you know, business-wise, with each new case I get, there's some golden piece of knowledge in, in terms of how to help the next family uh, come to a resolution. So, you know, I think... Um, there are a lot of things on my list, a, a lot of a lot of ways to reach out to people and, and kind of um, 
networks of people I feel like are important. That was something 2016 taught me. Mm-hmm. It's really important to have a good, solid um, basis of people that you trust that you can refer your um, clientele to or your friends to. You know, if somebody says, hey, I'm looking to get my health in order, you know, as you said, I want to start 2017. Hey, I know somebody, Sarah's mm-hmm. person to go to. Or, you know, in my business, a lot of people say, I can't handle it. I don't know what to do. I'm breaking down um, on the other side, not physically, but mentally and emotionally, in which case it's it's good for me to have met and, you know, uh, stay close to people who are good mental health professionals. Mm-hmm. So just, mm-hmm. you know, making sure to foster those relationships, have that good source of um, our circle of contacts. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Sarah, I know you talked in general about what some of your goals, but any specific? Are you a New Year's resolution kind of person? Um, not really, because I kind of make resolutions for myself throughout the year. And I do... Um, a lot of self-reflection. So I think I, in doing that naturally, I, I tend to make goals for myself on a pretty consistent basis. Which I think is good because I think it's easy when you have a big resolution and it's just one big thing mm-hmm. or a few big things and it's so vast mm-hmm. that you kind of just let it go, mm-hmm. you know, after a couple months, where if you break it down into little bite size, you know, my goal isn't necessarily for the year. My goal this week is to do this, or my goal today is to do this. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more manageable and you can win those little wars and build momentum. And even if you lose a couple wars, it's not the whole year's not wasted. You still feel successful. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of with you on that. Breaking them down into manageable and, and just seeing progress rather Mm -hmm. than my goal this year is to be rich. Well, okay. Well, Step one. So, yeah, yeah. Like, come on. Get in line. <laughs> yeah. All right. So if you're like me and one of your 2017 goals is to get in better shape, I've got the perfect person to help. Stay tuned. You're listening to Real Talk San Diego on ESPN 1700. The San Diego Financial Literacy Center, a local nonprofit providing free financial workshops about consumer finance, credit, real estate, and more. To learn how the San Diego Financial Literacy Center can help you, go to sdflc.org. Hi, it's Courtney with Five Star Escrow. If you provide five-star service, your escrow company should too. When you need fast, friendly, and accurate service, think Five Star Escrow. We're the escrow company of choice for the friends of Real Talk San Diego, and we're committed to delivering a first-class experience when you need it most. At closing, why settle for less? Five-star escrow, getting your transactions closed and getting you paid on time. Visit us at fivestarescrow.com. That's fivestarescrow.com. Turn down that radio! If you finally decided to address your hearing loss, the MD Hearing Aid Air is a medical-grade hearing aid that costs up to 90% less than traditional hearing aids. Designed by a Chicago doctor, the MD Hearing Aid Air has a sleek, nearly invisible profile. This digital hearing aid incorporates technology and features found in hearing aids costing thousands of dollars. The Air offers advanced noise reduction, making speech clearer and virtually eliminating annoying background noise. Three environmental settings put you in control. You select the best setting for your location. Call 1-800-758-2010. Over 100,000 satisfied customers have already made the call. Call right now for our exclusive 45-day risk-free trial and get free shipping and a year's worth of free batteries, a $50 value. Call MD Hearing Aid at 1-800-758-2010. Satisfaction guaranteed. That's 1-800-758-2010. Mexico is a country of solidarity. For example, Gonzalo Rivas Camara saved hundreds of lives during an explosion at a gas station at Chupancingo. 
unfortunately at the expense of his own life. To acknowledge his heroism, he has been posthumously awarded the Belisario Dominguez Medal of Honor, the highest award bestowed by the Senate. Senate of the Republic, legislating with a vision for the future. 63rd Legislature. For the first time in Mexico, a very important dialogue has begun. Indigenous communities were consulted about their education and how to evaluate it. Men, women, boys, girls, and teens from 49 communities in 18 states with 27 indigenous languages and more than 40 linguistic variants participated in the discussion. Education is a right. So is open dialogue and participation. Evaluation leads to improvement. I-N-E-E. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. You're listening to Real Talk San Diego on ESPN 1700. It's my last show of 2016. I've got a couple of great guests in studio. I've got Vanessa Deusters, partner with the law offices of Borg and Deusters, and also Sarah Holder, owner of Reform Yoga and Fitness. So we're going to start with Sarah. And, you know, we've been talking a little bit in the show and, and off off air about fitness and and I think this is a huge thing for for people at the beginning of the years to to have a resolution or to have goals for their fitness so I, I thought it was a perfect time to have you in uh, but I think it's important that people learn a little bit about you and know your story so tell us how you got started in the fitness industry well I actually struggled with my weight in junior high and high school and decided to, I, I played sports, but I wanted to do something else. So I asked my mom to get me a gym membership and started working out, um, at a, at a gym and got inspired, um, separately from doing sports, just something to focus on me and my body and try to get to a healthy weight. And, um, that's what I did. So I was basically just in an environment that was inspiring me in a different way than sports did. And it kind of made me passionate about becoming a personal trainer, which I did when I turned 18. And um, so I did personal training all through college and then got my degree in human development uh, with an emphasis in counseling, which I still use now. So it's kind of a good combination. Um, because I think a lot of our results come from not just the what you eat and what you do for your workouts, but also your mental state, and um, it all kind of goes together. So, absolutely, and we talked a lot off air about that, so I, I couldn't agree more. Um, so, you have definitely the the sports and the fitness background and mm -hmm. personal training. How did yoga come into the picture? I felt that there was an element missing from the fitness uh, studio, and so we incorporated some yoga classes, which did well, but it didn't seem like enough. And um, I wanted to have two separate rooms that we could do practice yoga and then also do the fitness part of the program. And so um, after doing our homework, basically decided to open a studio in Bressy Ranch and next month we'll be able to join the two studios together. So we'll have reform yoga and fitness, but all under one roof, two separate rooms. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, tell me, do you have a niche market? Not really. We have, uh, I mean, we have kids yoga and we have um, some high school students, junior high 
kids that come in to do personal training to get ready for different sports, um, for football training or lacrosse or whatever it is. And uh, we also have um, people that are almost 80 that come in to do yoga and to the fitness studio because the fitness studio is, is uh, it's not your typical gym. It definitely has weights and things that will kick your butt, <laughs> but it is, we do mindful exercises. So nothing that we do is going to hurt you or, you know, make you so sore that you can't walk for a week or, you know, injure you. So we, it, it goes well with the yoga because we can still, you know, kick your booty. You're going to burn calories, but we're not going to have you do things that could potentially harm you. So, um, a lot of our clients get really great results, especially the people that do the combination of yoga and fitness. I feel that it's uh, a really good way to just get in touch with the mind-body aspect of either weight loss or health. And um, I think that that's kind of where we're headed with our needs, um, with doing things that are a little bit more mindful and maybe even slow it down a little bit, but still get a good workout so, yeah yeah so can i tell you the truth mm -hmm. that was a trick question and and here's the reason why mm -hmm. so um full disclosure i am a member of reform i joined a few months ago i asked sarah to be on this show simply because i love what they're doing there i pay the same as everyone else she did not pay to be on this program mm -hmm. i asked her to be on it because they do such an amazing job and the one thing that i there are many things that i've noticed but one of the things is there's all different types of people that mm -hmm. come. There's people that are older, younger, uh, people that are in really great shape, people like me that need to get there. And it's such a welcoming I've seen progress. Atmosphere. Come on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I see such a welcoming atmosphere. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, we're joined right now in studio by Sarah Holder. She is the owner of Reform Yoga and Fitness. Mm -hmm. Sarah, for people that have heard what you had to say and are already like, oh, this sounds interesting. How do we get in touch with you? Our website is reformstudios.net, and you can email us at reformstudios, info at reformstudios.net. How about a phone number for old school people like me that like to call? 760-602-0020. Perfect. So I already know the answer to this, but I think all our listeners want to know, because mm -hmm. this is a very common question, is like, well, you know, I have a... I have a gym membership. I have, you know, I have the, the, the tapes or the CDs at home. Mm -hmm. well, what's so great or what's so unique or what makes you stand out from your competition, you know, by, by having the studio? I'd say number one is our staff. So we are, it's like a family at Reform, really. And um, they are all in it because they care about people. And they want people to feel good and look good and be happy. And so um, it's a welcoming environment, and that makes it different. There's a little bit of hand-holding. There's a little bit of accountability, and I think we all need that. So um, I think that's what really makes us stand out from other studios. We, we put a lot of time and effort into... The ambiance, too, because we wanted to feel welcoming and also look cool. So we tried to do our best and, you know, put a little extra effort into um, the atmosphere. 
and, and it, it certainly shows because you know it starts at the front desk. So Jess is the studio manager, and she's like one of the sweetest people you ever know. Mm, she's awesome, and it, it it's very genuine as well. It's not just a hi, welcome to Reform. It's very genuine. And after a couple months, I literally walked in one day and I said, Jess, I have a question for you. Are you this nice to everybody or am I just your favorite person? Because she makes you feel that way. And she's like, well, I like everybody. But, yeah, you kind of are my favorite. um, And then the instructors are amazing as well. I, I probably have taken classes from maybe four or five different people. I would say the second time, not only did they remember my name, but they would say, hey, Jason, I know you have lower back issues. Mm. You know, how are, how are you feeling? Is there anything you want to work on? And I'm like blown away. Like, wait, I've only been here one time. How mm. in the world do you remember that? So very, a lot of attention to detail. So good job on that. Thank you. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Although yoga is, has become more popular in the last, I don't know, five, ten years, mm-hmm. I still think there are some misconceptions. Tell us about the different types of yoga classes available, because I think most people just think uh, it's just a bunch of stretching. And <laughs> so, tell us about a little bit about the different types of classes. Yeah, um, well, we offer vinyasa flow. We have different levels of classes. So, if you have never done yoga before, I would probably recommend starting with more of a gentle class or a slow flow. And getting there a little bit early because our teachers actually do care. So if you get there a little early, introduce yourself and let them know that it's your first class. You're going to get even more attention. You're going to feel completely comfortable. Anybody can make it through a class because we offer modifications. And um, But, yeah, I think that um, it's it, you can get what you put into it, but also decide what class sounds suitable for you. So if you just do a regular vinyasa class, there's different teachers too. So you could try out the different ones and then see um, there's different levels even within the teachers because we all kind of teach a little bit differently. So, But there's modifications. So anybody can make it through any class. And as someone that with multiple injuries, I'm telling you there are modifications for almost every pose. Mm-hmm. And so it, it really, your fitness level is, is not a concern. No. Um, Tell me about, though, the people that go, well, yoga's too easy. Tell us about the (laughs) remix class. Sure. (laughs) Well, we added a remix class to the schedule because, actually, it started, um, I injured my shoulder and didn't want to get out of shape. So kind of did a combination of yoga and fitness and wanted to put it all in one class and see how that went. (laughs) And we have had a really good response from it. I think that um, it's a great way to help with your posture and prevent pain or for pain management, but also still going to get your booty and your abs and your arms and really work your core, um, which I think is essential these days with all the forward motion that we're doing and driving and texting and on your computer and all that. So it kind of is a reverse of of that motion. We do a lot of back strengthening and then chest stretching. Okay. So I've got to tell another little story. Sorry to keep <laughs> jumping in here, but I think it's important. So I read the the little description about Remix. And I'd been going in. Sarah and I talked a little bit. She's very sweet. And I was like, okay. And I saw that she was teaching class. I was like, oh, this is cool because I had never had her as an instructor. So I get in there and like you didn't say we're going to talk about this. <laughs> but I'm telling it anyway. So I get in there, and about 20 minutes in, I'm like under my breath cussing at Sarah. I'm like, holy smokes. This is really, really challenging. But as soon as we were done, I felt great. 
And guess what? I signed up for the next week immediately. Mm -hmm. And so you can, like she said, you can put as much in, you're going to get as much out as you put in Mm -hmm. and it's challenging, but it's awesome. And it's, believe me, if you think yoga is too easy, (laughs) I dare you to go to the Wednesday (laughs) or the Friday remix class. Mm -hmm. She, She or one of her other instructors will, will challenge you physically, but you're going to feel great. So check it out. All right, Sarah, we are running out of time. I could continue to talk. Mm -hmm. So give us your information one more time for people that are interested. Reformstudios.net or reform, (laughs) what was it? Reformstudios, info at reformstudios.net. Sorry, we just changed our stuff because of of the merge. So. And, and give us the number one more time. 760-602-0020. Awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, folks, stay tuned. Up next, we're going to talk with family law attorney Vanessa Deusters. You're listening to Real Talk San Diego on ESPN 1700. The San Diego Financial Literacy Center, a local nonprofit providing free financial workshops about consumer finance, credit, real estate, and more. To learn how the San Diego Financial Literacy Center can help you, go to sdflc.org. Hi, it's Courtney with Five Star Escrow. If you provide five-star service, your escrow company should too. When you need fast, friendly, and accurate service, think Five Star Escrow. We're the escrow company of choice for the friends of Real Talk San Diego, and we're committed to delivering a first-class experience when you need it most. At closing, why settle for less? Five-star escrow. Getting your transactions closed and getting you paid on time. Visit us at fivestarescrow.com. That's fivestarescrow.com. You want the best for your children, especially when they're not feeling well. The Exergen Temporal Scanner takes your child's temperature quickly and accurately. Pick one up at Target or other fine retailers. Stay and play golf packages start at $110 per person at the new Borrego Spring Resort and Spa. Include shared deluxe room and unlimited golf. Just 90 minutes from San Diego. Visit BorregoSpringsResort.com. Turn down that radio! If you finally decided to address your hearing loss, the MD Hearing Aid Air is a medical-grade hearing aid that costs up to 90% less than traditional hearing aids. Designed by a Chicago doctor, the MD Hearing Aid Air has a sleek, nearly invisible profile. This digital hearing aid incorporates technology and features found in hearing aids costing thousands of dollars. The Air offers advanced noise reduction, making speech clearer and virtually eliminating annoying background noise. Three environmental settings put you in control. You select the best setting for your location. Call 1-800-758-2010. Over 100,000 satisfied customers have already made the call. Call right now for our exclusive 45-day risk-free trial and get free shipping and a year's worth of free batteries, a $50 value. Call MD Hearing Aid at 1-800-758-2010. Satisfaction guaranteed. That's 1-800-758-2010. We're back. You're listening to Real Talk San Diego on ESPN 1700. If you're just tuning in... We have in studio Sarah Holder, owner of Reform Yoga and Fitness, and Vanessa Deusters, partner with the law offices of Borg and Deusters. So in our final segment, you know, or in our last segment, we kind of talked about fresh starts and, you know, the new year, 2017. But sometimes those fresh starts come in the form of, you know, a divorce. Right. All right. Um, so, Vanessa, as a as a 
partner in a law firm where you practice family law, I think it's, you know, as I asked Sarah, I think it's important to understand your start. So, you know, I'm always curious to find out how people chose their career. How did you choose your career in in law? So I guess I kind of had a unique start. I actually, I don't feel I picked uh, family law. I kind of fell into it. So it started at a very young age. I went to a very small um, school in North County, and I always kind of knew I wanted to go to medical school. But for whatever reason, teachers and my parents and the career counselor said, you should go into law. And I'm like, I don't know anything about it. I'm going to medical school. So the career counselor actually found an internship at a North County law firm. I knew nothing about it. And she said, if you take this class, we'll give you credit. So I thought, okay. Um, So about the second day, the lawyer of that particular firm, which happened to be family law, called me in. It was a family-owned firm. And I thought, great, he's going to kick me out going to medical school. Um, And he actually said, you know, um, in the day that you've been here, I've seen you take on tremendous tax. I don't feel right having you here without paying you. So I'd like to pay you. So I thought, I'm 15. I work at a law firm. This is great. I have a job. And I ended up working uh, with him for eight years. Uh, And North County's very small, uh, at least the family law community. So in working with him for those eight years, uh, you know, obviously I acquired a lot of knowledge. And um, he decided to retire and move to Costa Rica. And it was devastating. I felt like I lost a parent. Um, but there were two other North County lawyers who uh, gave me a call and said, hey, we heard he's, um, you know, retiring. Come work for us. Um, so I ended up working for one. And to make a really long story short, um, when I was in law school, I was contacted by the second attorney who had originally contacted me. And he basically said, I've worked with you before. I know what kind of experience you have. Um, once you pass the bar, I'll make you partner if you come here. And I thought about it for like 60 seconds and said, <laughs> okay, makes sense. Deal. Yeah. So kind of unique, you know, to be a partner at, at my age. Most people have to put in several years to kind of get up to that point. But um, I'm very fortunate. But it sounds like you put in the work early from literally from day one at 15. So, Definitely. You know, yeah. as I was working at a fast food restaurant, you were in a law firm. <laughs> That's okay. Um, who's your ideal client? Do you have an ideal client? So, I mean, the ideal client is somebody who is um, business-minded. Basically, somebody who understands the implications, uh, not just in terms of the effect it has on your family, uh, but the effect that it has on um, your finances, because it's it's really detrimental to your finances. And I don't think um, I think people know that, but I don't think people really process that because they're so overwhelmed with the emotional aspect of it. Um, But I always tell clients when they come in, I say, look, you know, your marriage is considered a community and pretend that that's a pie. And, you know, California's community property state. So to oversimplify it, um, if you go through a divorce, most likely you get half of the pie and your spouse gets half of the pie. Um, when you get lawyers involved, we take a slice. So, you know, the more you fight about things, the bigger slice we get. Um, so, you know, you kind of have to decide at the end of the day what makes financial sense. You can fight over things here and there, but what's going to end up happening is, you know, I'm going to get a big bigger piece of your pie and the other attorney is going to get a bigger piece of your spouse's pie and you're going to be left with nothing and you know you don't want this hopefully you don't want this to be financial ruin so it you kind of answered one of my next questions um it sounds like one of the benefits is that you're straightforward and you tell people the truth (laughs) yeah and it's not for your personal gain what are some of the other benefits that you provide for your clients so you know i think we're unique in that we we kind of approach things um from like a business management sense. Uh, And we have something called an asset worksheet that 
you know, my partner established many years ago. And, you know, I think that's probably unique to other firms. And what we do is we basically just take the process and boil it down to a black and white list of um, who gets what. And uh, we itemize all the things to be divided. We itemize the values of those things. We put it on a one-page document if we can. We present it to both people and we say, you know, according to California law, this is what you're entitled to. This is what your spouse is entitled to. And the objective is to make the numbers, like an accounting page, balance out to be equal. Um, and so I think, you know, that that's unique in that when you put it down on a one-page black and white sheet of paper and there are numbers, it's very difficult to argue over numbers. Right, right. Uh, once again, we are here with Vanessa Deusters. She is a partner with the law offices of Borg and Deusters. Vanessa, if there's someone maybe that wants to talk to you or want to find out more, how can we get a hold of you? Well, we'd love for you know you to give us a call. We're happy to talk to people and um, explain to them the process or put them at ease. So uh, give us a call at 760-729-2313. Or um, if you're interested in just finding a little bit more um, out about us, visit us online at Borg. That's B-O-R-G hyphen law dot com. Awesome. Awesome. Let me ask you this. And this might be a strange question because it and you'll you'll understand why. But is there such a thing as an ideal divorce situation? So I think the general answer is no. The, you know, divorce is not ideal for anybody. The The implications are lifelong lasting and, and nobody's very real about that. But it is something that's going to last for a long time. That's not to say that you can't move on and be happy. Uh, but, you know, there, there are just so many facets to it. I think the ideal situation is where you have two people come together um, who kind of accept the situation um, and they both know that that's the path they're headed down and they just sit down and they have a conversation like two civilized people and say, this is what we're doing and how are we going to do it? Um, and, you know, it's best if, if there's any way you can talk to each other to come to some type of agreement that you both can live with and then present that to your lawyers and say, we both have already agreed. Uh, because, you know, people don't realize I send a letter, the other side reads the letter, the other side responds to the letter, and you're being charged on an hourly rate. So, you know, do the math. It's much easier to suck it up and just sit down over coffee or, you know, even 10-minute phone call and try to resolve that. Right. So I, I would imagine then that mediation is very difficult when there are those really raw emotions and anger and mistrust. That's got to make the process 10 times harder. Absolutely. And unfortunately, those are the most complicated divorces, uh, the the situations where, you know, you have high emotions running. Um, in some cases, unfortunately, maybe somebody feels wronged or you know, doesn't want to go through that. Um, you know, in that case, I actually have a background in psychology. So I think that helps a little bit because I'm able to sit down and kind of help people through the emotional process and kind of get that out of the way and help them understand it in more of a black and white sense. Um, but, you know, nothing's guaranteed. And usually, unfortunately, if, if there's high emotions, high price. Right, right. And how, how does a divorce change when there's children involved? How much more complicated does it get? So I always explain to my clients that the, the, the divorce process is much like a bell curve. And um, the very first part and the very steepest part of the divorce process is usually arguments about custody. Um, and then what, what piggybacks on that are, you know, child support spousal support. Um, and then once those issues are resolved, really, it's like the bell curve comes down and kind of 
comes glides to an end because after that it's just dividing property. Um, and you know, a lot of times people say, "I, I don't want to move out of our family home. I'm attached to it. I, I want to stay here. I have too many memories." Um, but unfortunately, if the finances don't match up and um, can't come to an agreement, most of the time, if it goes before a judge, the judge will order it sold. Okay. And that kind of brings me to my next point. So as a lender, I've had several situations where an individual is temp- attempting to you know, maybe purchase a house post-divorce and kind of move on with their life um, or refinance to get the other person off, whatever the case may be. Um, but they can't because of derogatory credit that was supposed to be taken care of by the other person via divorce decree. Um, What do you do or what do you suggest when protecting yourself? Because a lot of people don't understand that a divorce decree is one thing, but if you enter into a contract with a lender as two people, the lender is going to hold you both accountable until you either pay the debt or refinance it, and they don't under they have a hard time understanding the two. Right, and and I mean, that's an unfortunate reality. So we just try to take all the safeguards we can. The best case scenario is there are some liquid assets somewhere where you agree to use those monies to pay off those debts. You know, at the forefront uh, of the resolution, so you know for sure you have that security that those debts have been paid off. Otherwise, where you have a situation where, you know, let's say one spouse is assigned the credit card debt. Let's say you have 10000 in credit card debt. Your settlement agreement says, you know, that one spouse will make that payment. That's part of their obligation. Um, you know, we, we try to put safeguards in as recourse. So if you find out at some point that that spouse hasn't, you know, completed that obligation per your settlement agreement, you can go back to the court. You can tell the judge what's going on. And, you know, they can either give you some sort of compensation or, you know, implement some type of order for the other party. So, you know, um, it's not ideal, but you might be able to go back and, and compel them to do it and get you know, maybe get what we call a sanction, which is like a monetary slap on the hand for the other side. But I think the point is to to understand all this and and uh, know what your rights and responsibilities are. And you and I talked off air uh, earlier this week, and the question I had for you that I'm curious, you know, to to hear the answer again. When we buy a house or buy a car, we generally read the contract because it's a legal obligation. But I don't think many people understand the legal ramifications of marriage. Right. Is it something you think that maybe people should start doing is before they get married, not in a negative way, but just so that they understand what it is that they're getting into? Go and talk to a family law attorney to to know all the ins and out of what they're about to to do. So I, we talked about this kind of like a novel concept, right? And it, it almost like maybe some people would be uh, superstitious about going right. to talk to an attorney. But I know for me in particular, before I got married, I'm Catholic. I was uh, the church requires you to do something called an engaged encounter, where you and your spouse go and you talk about marriage and all the facets of marriage. I mean, something uh, similar to that might actually be a good idea because people don't realize the financial implications of a marriage and and there are it's just like a business entity you have two people entering into a general partnership which means you're both equal owners and that it doesn't matter if one person's a breadwinner and one person stays at home it's just like one person's an equity partner and one person's a sweat equity partner and so if that partnership comes to you know time of dissolution basically divide everything in half so so people need to i think it would be important for people to understand that and people to know you know how how are we going to structure our finances in the event of you know 
hopefully we don't get divorced, but in the event we decide our marriage isn't working, how can we structure the way we handle our finances and, and the way we purchase things and the way we, you know, uh, take out debt so that if something like that were to happen, it would be clean break. What are your thoughts of um, prenuptial agreements? You know, I think if prenuptial agreements um, make you comfortable, I think that's a great thing to do. I think there's a lot of safeguards and, and steps that you can take, you know, at the forefront without a prenup that would also help. And that's where it would be an advantage to go talk to a family law attorney and understand what the law is in California. Um, but a lot of people have prenups. A lot of people like them. Um, I don't personally have one. Uh, but it kind of gives people peace of mind. No, hey, if this doesn't work out in five years, I want to make sure that I'm able to be on my feet and have a place to live and I'm not, you know, indebted and, you know, paying for the $10,000 Nordstrom's credit card that you took out when we were married. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm a hopeless romantic, so I kind of, I'm in the middle because to me it's like, yeah, you know, we're making this commitment right. better or worse, but also the, the analytical business sense side to me says, well, if we talk about this now, when things are good sure. and we're in our sound mind and not at each other's throat, maybe we come up with a little bit more equitable equitable agreement. Sure. So I don't know where Sounds I, smart to I me. found, you know, where I stand on this. I'm kind of, I don't have to worry about that quite yet. So. Well, the more information, the better. You know, yeah. the more knowledge you have, the better. And so maybe you don't go with your spouse because maybe that freaks them out. But maybe you give somebody a call or hopefully you have a friend or a contact. And you could say, hey, I just want to pick your brain. I want to know, how do I avoid a disaster later? Perfect. So if someone does want to pick your brain, <laughs> tell us again how they get in touch with you. Absolutely. So um, they can call our offices, 760-729-2313. Um, they can visit our website online, kind of poke around, borg-law.com. Um, or they can email me, Vanessa at borg-law.com. Okay. We got about 30 seconds to a minute left. Here's something I think is important. When it's something as as heavy and as emotional as a divorce, I think sometimes the first step is like the hardest. Right. What What's your process when someone calls you and says, "This is what I'm doing"? I mean, is it are they you know obligated to come and spill their life story to you, or or what what process do you take them through? So it kind of depends on where they're at in terms of how fast they want to move forward. So what what I say is, "Hey, give me a call." If you want to know everything, if you're freaked out, um, I'll talk to you about it. I'll walk you through it. Uh, if you want to meet me in person, come into the office. I'll tell you everything that you need to know, kind of ease your mind. Because, you know, also I'd like to make sure that this is something that, you know, people are set on. A lot of times people come to me and I get a feel that perhaps uh, that's maybe not the choice they want to take, in which case I'm able to say, hey, you know what, I think maybe you might want to try counseling. Um, and it's, you know kind of touch back on Sarah, it's a, it's a mental health thing too. So, hey, maybe you need to do some yoga and, you know, uh, just relax a little bit and then come back to me in six months, see how it goes there. Because you don't want to jump into it. It's very costly if you're not sure. Right. Right. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your knowledge. I really appreciate it. Of course. It. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, 2016 is coming to an end and so is our show. So stay tuned for the Real Talk wrap up and hear what our guests have to say one more time. You're listening to Real Talk San Diego on ESPN 1700.
the San Diego Financial Literacy Center, a local nonprofit providing free financial workshops about consumer finance, credit, real estate, and more. To learn how the San Diego Financial Literacy Center can help you, go to sdflc.org. Hi, it's Courtney with Five Star Escrow. If you provide five-star service, your escrow company should too. When you need fast, friendly, and accurate service, think Five Star Escrow. We're the escrow company of choice for the friends of Real Talk San Diego, and we're committed to delivering a first-class experience when you need it most. At closing, why settle for less? Five Star Escrow, getting your transactions closed and getting you paid on time. Visit us at fivestarescrow.com. That's fivestarescrow.com. Don't be left out. If you are 18, it's time to get your INE and participate in the decisions of the country. If you don't, you won't be able to vote in the next elections or use it as an ID. If you already have your INE, check and make sure that it has an 18 on the back. If it doesn't, it's no longer valid and you need to renew it. If it doesn't have any numbers on the back, check its validity on the front. Get your INE and never be left out again. National Electoral Institute, INE. The federal deputies have approved Mexico's expense budget for 2017, planning the use of more than 4.88 billion pesos. Next year, Mexicans will invest in health, education, and social programs. States and municipalities will also exercise 1.6 billion. They'll also increase the investment proposal in culture and cut their annual expenses by 2.3%. They'll do more with less while still keeping development, economic stability, and public finances healthy. Chamber of Deputies, 63rd Legislature. Welcome back to Real Talk San Diego on ESPN 1700. I'm your host, Jason Cash, with One Trust Home Loans. So if one of your New Year's resolutions is to buy a home or maybe refinance your current home so that you can start the year paying off debt or remodel, do something nice, put in a pool or change the interior, new kitchen, you're going to have a lot of questions. And there's going to be things that I think it's important to know, especially you know, with the interest rate environment kind of going a little bit crazy since the election. So feel free to reach out to me with any questions, whether it's, you know, what you qualify for or what the rates are doing or just some general questions on getting started. And like Vanessa, my initial consultation is really just to find out where you are and what your goals are and kind of help you develop a plan. So feel free to give me a call. Uh, I'm going to give you my cell phone number, 858 382 one four zero six. Once again, that's eight five eight three eight two one four zero six. Or if you want to check me out online, you can go to my website at www.askjasonnow.com. That's www.askjasonnow.com. All right. So 2016 is almost over, and I always like to reflect back. And 2016 was kind of a crazy year. Uh, especially with all the negative stories about you know police brutality, police brutality, race relations, terrorism, all the divisiveness from the election. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, I almost deleted my Facebook account because I was getting so much from both sides, and I was like, <laughs> just stop. I stopped know? looking at it. Yeah, now yeah, too. It, was, it was crazy. Um, so I always like to look back and and think about the good stuff, the inspiring stuff. And the story that by far inspired me the most was about a 12-year-old kid 
a 12-year-old boy from Australia who who sews stuffed animals by hand and gives them to sick kids. So it started when he wanted to buy like wanted to go out and buy them gifts and his mom said, "You know, sorry, we can't afford that. He's one of nine children." It's understandable that you don't have a bunch of extra money to go out and buy presents for someone else's kids. So he said, that's okay. I'll figure out how to make them some gifts. Went on, Googled like how to make a stuffed animal, <laughs> got the patterns, had his mom help him. And he said the first one that he did took him like three hours and it was really kind of ratty. Aww. But the more time that he spent, he got better and better. And over the last three years, this kid has made and given over 800 stuffed animals mm. to kids that are in the hospital that are sick. That's amazing. Can you believe that? But he has a special heart. A real special heart, right? And I was very inspired by that. And, you know, I I talked earlier in the show about wanting to be great this year. And I used to do Big Brothers Big Sisters for almost six years. And I stopped last year. And I haven't been doing anything since. So this kid is inspiring me to go back to something like that where I'm doing something else for the community, doing making a positive impact. If a 12-year-old kid can do it, I can do it too. So yep. that is my my good feeling of 2016 mm-hmm. because and it was a rough one. You know, between all the people that we lost, you know, just recently, um, you know, Carrie Fisher, right. the actress, and George Michael, and Prince, and David Bowie, and on and on. There was a lot too of many. too many, mm-hmm. but um, at least we have you know all of those those lasting memories. So that's that's really cool. All right, we are almost done, Sarah. Give us one quick success story about someone that you've worked with uh, in your field. Hmm. Um, it would be probably my my client, Susan, that um, lost 60 pounds. It took a year wow. for us to get the weight off, but she still is healthy and fit and um, still trains with me, actually. So that was um, about 12 years ago. But we were training like four to five days a week to start. And then now we just do once a week and, um, kind of keep her in check. But, um, there's lots of stories out there like that. And that's awesome. Congratulations to her because 60 pounds in a year, I would take that like that is an incredible accomplishment. Um, so folks, if you have some goals of, of, getting in better shape this year and getting in a better mind frame. Uh, give give Sarah a call. Sarah, your information one quick time. Reformstudios.net is our website, our new website. <laughs> and info at reformstudios.net is where you can email us or you can call us at 760-602-0020. Awesome. And once again, Vanessa Deuster is attorney with the Law Offices of Borg and Deuster's. I, I have to ask you this question. Um, actually, we are running short on time, so I want you to give your information one last time because I think you know, just your the way you are, uh, I think people are going to gravitate towards you and give you a call if they're struggling. Thank you. Uh, give us a call, 760-729-2313, or email me at vanessa at borg-law.com. Awesome. Thank you, ladies, so much for coming in and, and giving some, some great information. As always, Steve, thank you so much in the booth. Claire, for keeping us in line. Once again, I'm Jason Cash, mortgage loan originator with One Trust Home Loans. And I want to thank you guys for tuning in uh, to Real Talk San Diego this morning. It's been a pleasure bringing you the business of life in America's finest city. Until next time, San Diego, have a great 2017.